Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios, Mullet Hill, New Jersey, it's talking Ish with your commish. Back for another week. Coming off of a hollow weekend. We're going to get into that and uh, some other stuff here today. Thanks for tuning back in. Coming to you from a Thursday night here in the beautiful city of Mullet Hill, where honestly, there's really not too many hills. And they're not very Mullet-y, but whatever. Yeah, but hollow weekend. Just passed, so uh, as I mentioned on the podcast last week, uh, Halloween here in Mullica Hill got moved to November 1st, which was Friday, and uh, yeah, at first I was very upset about it, but I think I sent a Snapchat out over the uh, over the holiday weekend, where I, I called out the fact that it's pretty fucking awesome in retrospect, because one reason, one reason only, the fact that candy is 50% off everywhere you go. Maybe even more in some cases. I bought 15, no, it was $25 worth of candy. I got as much candy as I would have at any other place the day before Halloween, and it would have cost me fucking $150 that day. $25 fucking dollars. Day was off to a good start. Now, I'll be honest. Halloween's a little bit of a goofy holiday for me because it involves interaction with children, which is not on the uh, top of my priority list. I don't want to hang out with little kids. Number one, because little kids creep me out. I'm a little weirded out by little kids. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, yeah, I want kids and all that. Trust me. I wish we could fast forward to that part though, where they're like adults. The kid part, yeah, it's fun. There's probably fun things with that. I enjoy hanging out with my niece. I don't want to seem like a complete curmudgeon, but yeah, that's like my family's kids. I don't want to hang out with other people's kids. You know what I'm saying? Like other people's shitty project that they've got going on. Not so concerned about that. So Halloween is mostly you having to dole out candy to kids, and it's always very awkward. They're always horrified of me, because I don't think I have a very, like, friendly demeanor. These kids come to the door, and they're like, trick or treat, and I literally just hand out, I, like, hold the bowl of candy, and I'm like, take what you want. And they're always just like, no, I'll just have one. And I'm like, oh, you can take as much as you want. Like, fucking be a man. Take the candy. God damn it. But I'm incredibly uncomfortable around children of all different ages because like, I just haven't had that much interaction with little kids. Like, yeah, I was like five years older than my little brother or sister, but like that's not that much. I don't remember that shit. I smoked a lot of pot back when I was like a younger guy and, and, and now, but like also when I was a younger guy. And I forget a lot of like interacting with a kid because I was kind of a kid then too. So I was just a kid interacting with a kid. But now... Like, I'm just like, what do I talk to you about? How do I talk to you? I haven't had that experience. I just don't know how to do it yet. So when a kid comes to the door and they're, like, uncomfortable because they're shy and shit, I'm just like, why are you so shy? Like, fucking speak up. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Like, get some candy. That's what this day's about. Like, show us some enthusiasm. But every single kid's just like, trick or treat, trick or treat. I feel like maybe I'm off-putting. I don't know. It made me really deeply reflect on, (laughs) do I horrify children? Like, that's... That's a pretty creepy thing to think, but yeah. Do I? Maybe. To make matters worse, I'm pretty uncomfortable when it comes to uh, certain conversations with with people I'm not 
too familiar with. Like with you guys, I don't give a shit if I say goofy stuff or weird things. Like I think you come to expect that. But when you're my neighbor and I say just like really strange stuff because I'm I hate awkward silences and conversations. I'm that guy that just has word vomit and fills the gap with weird things you say. And it's Halloween. Uh, it's right around like 4.30. I started drinking at like 2.30. I was like on calls for work and just, I'm like, it's a good time to have a beer. It was like beautiful out. It was a beautiful day that day. And I started getting drunk and, and then I smoked a bowl like right there towards the end of the work day. And uh, I go outside to play with my dogs. I kick the ball over the fence and my neighbor's just getting home. And the ball lands kind of like over towards his yard. So I got to go around the fence and get the ball for Reggie because he's going to throw a fucking fit. Um, so like I have this awkward moment where like the ball's kind of very far away from my neighbor's driveway, but we make eye contact and I'm like, do I walk over there and say hi to him? Do I just wave to him? Do I try to have a conversation where like he's too far away to hear me because I don't speak very loud. I kind of have a mumbly grumbly voice. Like he won't hear me for where I am. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just go over there and talk to him. And he clearly did not want to talk to me. He was like, just getting home from work. And if you don't know this, my, my neighbor's a nice agent. Like, uh, you know, like ice, the one that all these liberal fucking pussy faggots hate. Um, my neighbor's a good guy. He does his job. That's what he does. He's not out there to deport like illegal Mexicans for no reason. He's deporting. Like he tells me the stories. He's deporting despicable people, people that don't belong here. People that fuck kids, for example. So he's literally like just taking the scum and removing them from the country. Um, but what's always been awkward is the fact that like he's a very serious like federal police officer. Like, that's what he is, a federal police officer. And I'm just a fucking drunken stoner who lives next door to him, you know. And I think that in and of itself, it's like this unspoken thing. It's like the elephant in the room. Like we both know it about me. Like, I'm smoking pot over here, dude. Sorry. You smell it. You see it. You've been in my basement whilst it's been smoked, and you're kind of like a cop. So, like, that's elephant in the room number one. Elephant in the room number two is the fact that I'm just an awkward fucking person, and I, like, panic during conversations. So, my neighbor, uh, he's unloading his car. He had just come from the gun range, as he is an ICE agent. And he's got, like, a bulletproof vest, like, all this equipment. And, like, he's, like, got all these things. And I'm the, I'm there, like, like hi, Croup. I've come to talk to you. And um, no business wanted to talk to me. And I can I could not even tell you what I said to him because I just blacked out. And it, I all I know is it was one of the most cringeworthy interactions of my entire life. Like, I have blacked it out of my memory because I just don't want to think about it. I said some things to him that I like, it was just like, I embarrassed myself and it's terrible. So the whole night I'm handing out candy. Like all I can think of is like, oh my God, my neighbor thinks I'm a fucking weirdo. Like I still, I was basically like, Hey Chris, like, yeah, you trick or treating today. I mean, fucking hanging out. <laughs> like it was that bad. I was too fucked up and stoned. Cause I like literally had just smoked. I probably smelled a reefer. Oh, and by the way, I was dressed like Doug Peterson. That's the uh, other part that was weird about that. Uh, it was Halloween, and I threw a last-minute costume together. I was dressed like Dougie P. So it was very uncomfortable and awkward. I thought about it all night while I was handing out candy to kids. And then towards the end of the night, Jen's like, because uh, she, I told her the whole story. She's, like, mortified that I just, like, ruined our relationship with our neighbor. And uh, she's like, let's go talk to Chris. We're going to redeem ourselves. So we go over there, and I do redeem myself. 
because I can put it together when I have known I've fucked up and just like said stupid things and looked like an idiot because I was too stoned to have a conversation in form words. Um, but I start talking to my neighbor. He starts to tell me about the homeowners association in this neighborhood. And that's where we're going with this story. So the Chris thing was just like a detour or something. Um, the homeowners association in Mulk Hill. So I pay like 200 something dollars to be a part of a homeowners association that I really don't have a choice of whether I want to be a part of it or not. I am. That's just the way a homeowners association works. So when they built this neighborhood that I live in, at some point, somewhere along the line, they were like, you are going to have uh, to pay us money to take care of all this shit that's in this neighborhood that's common amongst us. So like the areas like of the sidewalk, that's not anybody's property. The wetland preservation areas that are nobody's property. And the retention ponds that we for some reason have in our neighborhood. I'm not really sure what they do. But the whole time I've lived here, I'm like, it's $240 or whatever it is a year. Is it really that big of a deal? Like, that's a yearly fee that I got to pay for all that shit. But the thing that started to piss me off is the fact that I'd walk around the neighborhood and those common areas didn't really look like they were being taken care of. And I started to get a little curious about that. Um, so, like, when we would take the dogs on walks, I would try to figure out, like, who who's in this homeowners association? And one day I was walking uh, outside around a cul-de-sac not too far from my house. And this guy's outside. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And then we start talking about the neighborhood. And uh, turns out he's the fucking guy from the Homeowners Association. Seemed like a pretty nice guy. But the house, I'm looking at the house. He's always got projects going on in his house. This guy got a pool. He got a beautiful, like, landscaping uh, in front of his lawn. And, like, it's just, like, always little projects going on at this guy's house. But perfectly nice guy. But after I walk away from that conversation, I start to think to myself... You know, all these little projects I've always seen at this house, now that I know who this guy is, and I know that these common areas really aren't being taken care of, that grass isn't being cut, um, they're not really doing anything with the front of the property, like when you when you pull in. They planted, like, flowers once, and I'm pretty sure what he does, and this was my theory back then, was that he was hoarding that money for himself that we pay every year, obviously, and there's, like how many houses in the neighborhood and if everybody's paying $240 that's a nice chunk of change to start doing stuff to your house isn't it and I always suspected that but I could never prove it because this guy would when he sent out the bill for the homeowners association it was a very like poorly detailed spreadsheet that just said like to like some made-up numbers in my opinion where this money was going landscaping company and blah, 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 blah. No invoices, no nothing to back up any of this crap, which I think should be expected. And one time, I tried to uh, to send him a letter because there's no contact information on this uh, sheet of paper he sends out. And he just lists a P.O. box to mail him to. And I put letters in his mailbox and everything. I never got a response. Never saw him outside again after that wasn't going to go knocking on his door asking him questions, but I just wanted to see, like, what was the backup to this stuff? So fast forward to Halloween. I'm out there in the driveway talking to Chris, redeeming myself from my terrible conversation. And he's telling me about how he's going to put this thing in his property that's basically like a huge garage for him to store all the 150 cars that he has at his house. This guy has, like, at least seven cars that I can think of off the top of my head in front of his house. So he needs another spot to like park them. And he's going to build this thing. So he goes to 
the homeowners association is like, hey, is there any issue with me doing this? And what he comes to find out, because neither of us have ever gone to a homeowners association meeting, what he comes to find out is that there's a new homeowners association representative, not the guy that I had engaged with at some point. So there's some kind of like thing that had happened to make him now no longer the head of the homeowners association. And Chris is telling me that at one of the meetings that we don't go to, they staged a coup. Everybody had the same thought as me. Everybody's like, yo, what the fuck do you, where's this money going? Like, we want to see the backup. Like, come on, show us the books. And apparently this dude refused to show the books. And now everybody's like, this motherfucker is doing some fraudulent shit. So this money that I've just been paying to a homeowner's association has gone to fund somebody's fucking fraudulent shit. That is what's happening. So a bunch of people in the neighborhood, thank God that they represented me because I couldn't be there because I didn't know about it. Um, they staged a coup at one of the homeowner association meetings, and they ousted the guy. And now the new head of the homeowner's association is suing him for access to the books so that we can prove his fraudulence and put him to put him in jail. I mean, isn't that a isn't that a crime? Like, do you go to jail for that stuff? I really don't know. I think that's like embezzlement of some sort, right? Like, that's got to be a crime. Uh, maybe call Rachel London. She might know the facts on the law. I don't know, but props to Chris for uh, letting me redeem myself and telling me that cool shit about the Homer Association, so I could tell on the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, this is brought to you by this podcast is brought to you by Uncle Andy's beer. I've been drinking it, and it's getting me drunk. Uncle Andy called it a stock beer. Not really sure what that means. Some kind of English beer. Pretty fucking good. Kind of a red color to it. Um, Yeah, me and Uncle Andy made stout this weekend. An Irish oatmeal stout. Um, Can't wait to fucking dig into that. It's going to be great. Uncle Andy does his thing. If you don't know my Uncle Andy, you should probably meet him at some point. Pretty cool dude. Brews beer. Makes fire food. Trying to see if he might smoke pot. He's not my, like, blood relative. He's my blood relative's husband. But, like, he's my favorite uncle. He's so cool. He, like, knows how to do lots of stuff. A lot of learned from him. He's, like, uh, he's like kind of like a renaissance man. I'm just trying to figure out, like, uh, how we can, uh, how I can, like, get some of those skills. We'll learn how to do that stuff. But, yeah, podcast brought to you by Uncle Andy's Beer. Come get some. Uh, I wanted to throw a shout out to uh, the new AirPods because um, I bought them and I had buyer's remorse at first. And I want to tell the story about it because like, I think it explains why they're cool. If you don't have a pair of AirPods, you definitely should get these. I'm going to endorse them pretty heavily here. Um, when I first got them, though, I was like, oh, man, why did I do that? Why did I buy that? I don't need it. Number one, I had the old AirPods. I'm just being greedy and I just like wanted the noise canceling piece of it. And I was like... I'm going to go for that gimmick. So at first I like get them and I'm like, I shouldn't have bought them. Shouldn't have done it. And I'm like sitting there in my kitchen and I got the AirPods and I'm like, well, at least let me try them out. Put them in. Very comfortable. Number one. Um, And I start playing some stuff and I'm like, oh man, they're just like regular AirPods. And then I'm like, as I'm listening to it, I'm reading through the manual and it's like, hold it down to activate noise cancellation. I do that, and dude, it's like, it's like a fucking air vacuum that just like sucks out of your ears, and I'm not kidding you, you hear this like, and then it's just silence, stone 
cold silence. You can't hear shit around you. It's like wearing a pair of bows. It's like the craziest fucking thing I have ever experienced. And you can just hold it down again. And then boom, you're back in what they call transparency mode. And you can hear out your fucking side of your ears. Probably even better than you could with any other like headphone. This might be the most amazing product I've ever bought. I'm probably going out on a limb with that. It's probably a little excessive because like that's really the only upgrade in my opinion from uh the last iteration of the AirPod. Um but it's a pretty big one. The noise cancellation thing's pretty fucking cool. Inevitably you know somebody's going to definitely put the noise cancellation setting on while they're driving and kill somebody or have it on in public and get hit by a bus. Like all that shit's going to happen because these motherfuckers aren't going to hear shit if they got that mode on. If you're in public, you better have transparency mode on or you're going to get hit by a bus. Uh, that's how good the noise cancellation is. But yeah, new AirPods. Pretty fucking sick. Glad I bought them. No buyer's remorse anymore. Highly recommend them. All right. That's enough talking because I'm pretty drunk. Let's get into the matchups. What do you say, kids? <laughs> All right. Great week of fantasy football. The commish taking down Mark 112.95 to 107.95. Both teams now 4 and 5. Mark in fifth place overall, so he's still in the playoffs. Got a lot of points for commish. He's in eighth place. He's got a lot of injuries. Things aren't going great. Um, But the win nonetheless. Taking down Mark. Next matchup. We had Zach Morrell taking down Joe, 171.6 to 100.35. Um, Russell Wilson, man, went off in this matchup. Russell Wilson is the commission's choice right now for the MVP of the league. You can take that to the bank. Um, return of Tyreek Hill for Zach Morrell and George Skittles and Kittles. Just Zach Morrell, man, marching. Holds a strong lead in first place. Now 7-2. Joff gets bounced from first in the Gentile division. He's now 6-3. Second place in the Gentile division, but now fourth place overall in the playoffs. Then we got Dave. Taking down ML 149.95 to 129.3. Lamar Jackson, baby. Dave's bread and butter. Great pick. Tyler Lockett going off. And then finally, Zach Hurts. Zach Hurts. Fucking going off for Dave. ML, strong showing. Not enough to get it done. Dave now the uh, last man into the playoffs, 4-5. and five, But the most points for in the Gentile division. So if Dave can cont- continue to win some games, he's going to fucking go far and maybe have a chance to play for the trophy. ML, 2-7. and seven. Uh, Tough week. Not the week he had last week. But um, still got the lead on Stein. Not on, not in paintball contention. And he's pretty comfortable on points four. So good, good, good job there, Mike. Next matchup. PJ taking down Stein. 94.15 to 84.05. A real stinker. Oof. Not very good. Stein now in dead last. 981.9 points four. BJ with the win. He's now six and three. Despite the low point total, he is still first place now. Takes over first place in the Gentile division. And in our final game, we had Zifo 
taking down Jake 140.05 to 94.95. Christian McCaffrey is ridiculous. Solid pick there by uh, Zifo, probably the uh, player of the year in fantasy football. Jake goofed on his quarterback, but it didn't really fucking matter. Carson didn't have a great day uh, fantasy-wise. Zifo now 6-3, and three, sitting in a good spot there in the Jew division. Jake, the first team out of the playoffs. So that was your matchups for the week. And with his 171.6 points, Zach Marone is your MVP. And the proud winner of $5 cash money. So Zach Marone has decided to grow a pair. Take on the commish. Take him while he's wounded, though. You can take you take it for easy money right now. Mark got cucked last week, losing to the commish. Um, not only on the L in the game, but the L on the $5 commissioner's challenge. You didn't double up shit. You just lost everything. Everything, Mark. All $10. <laughs> well, that was your potential earnings. So really, you only lost five. Okay. Good math lesson. Speaking of math, math involves numbers. And numbers are how you put together a ranking. And rankings are nothing unless, unless you've got power. Here we go. Number 10. Number 10 in the basement. Paintball contention. Maxwell Ezra Stein Rosanelli. Two and seven. Not looking good. Not enough points for. Got to score some more points. Only 80-something points this week. Um, 84 points. 84.05 to be precise. Not a good showing for Stein so far this season. Kind of getting close to back-to-back paintballing if he doesn't turn things around. Stein at number 10. Number 9. Number 9. 2-7. Um, still a strong showing here from him, but... Only two wins on the season. ML's now our number nine guy. Um, just got to figure it out, dude. There's still time, too. You can get into the playoffs if you play your cards right. But you got to win from here on out. You got to win. For now, ML at number nine. Number eight. Number eight. The Wounded Deer. The Kamish. Four and five. Not really a good team um, right now. Carry on Johnson. Out for the year. Brandon Cooks pretty much has uh, mashed potatoes for brains. Um, yeah, it's just injuries up and down the squad. And underperformance all around. And some bad decisions by your commission. A lot of blame to be doled out. Kind of have to reevaluate the uh, internal staff here this season and maybe come out with uh, a new look next year. But uh, commission for now, not doing great. Number seven. Coming in at number seven. Team feeling my pain. What's going on with us, man? Jake, also at four and five. Right above the commission standings. Um, but tale of uh, similar teams. At times, we got a hot hand. We're pretty uh, pretty dangerous. But we also have a lot of like shit going on around that we have no control over. It's just bullshit. Let's try to figure it out here, Jake. But now, we're eight. And seven, respectively. On with the power ranks. Number six. Coming in at number six at six and three is Jof. A lot of wins, but not a lot of points. Jof getting some uh, cushions right there in the win column. So, uh, lost this week. 
Uh, still a good squad because he's got some wins, but he ran into a brick wall this week. No matter what he would have done, he would have lost, but he only put up 100 points, which by first place standards is not first place material. So he's going to get bounced in the in the, uh, in the power rankings because he, he fell so far in the standings because of the points for it finally caught up to him. The wins can't protect him after a certain point. But he's still got enough momentum to get some more wins and make it reverse itself. So, Joe, get on it. Get those wins. For now, it's six. Number five. Number five, taking the L to Kamish, the wounded deer, this week was Mark. Mark now four and five. We were high on Mark because Mark had some explosive weeks, MVP-type weeks, and uh, puts up a dud against the Kamish, who was just struggling, struggling out there. <coughs> so, uh, Mark... Figure it out, dude. Get that squad together. Get off by, and you'll be okay. Uh, for now, number five. Number four. Coming in at number four is my man Dave. While he is four and five, he has the most points for in the Gentile division. He uh, had a pretty good week this week, taking down uh, ML with 149.95 points. Dave is our, uh, Dave's our rising star this week. Moving up to four, I think that's a good spot for him. He's going to uh, make some noise here. Now the last man in the playoffs, he's going to uh, try to just rise up in that ranking and, and get himself maybe a, maybe a bye if he keeps winning. The Gentile division's up for grabs. Go grab it, fellas. Uh, Dave, number four. Number three. Number three, right ahead of Dave in the standings there, though. Standing in his way is BJ. And while he didn't have the best week this week, BJ's been pretty consistent. He's been uh, right around there, hovering, always in playoff contention. And uh, now he's coming for that ace. He'll be back strong. Don't don't you worry. Uncle Butch doesn't sit a week out. He's now on top of the Gentile division at 6-3, and three, surpassing Jof. And he comes in at number three. Number two. Coming in at number two, the Smelly Farter, Zifo, six and three, second place in the Jew division, the better division right now. And uh, yeah, dangerous teams, the top there of the gen- of the Jew, do- Jew division. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, good shit out of Zifo. Christian uh, McCaffrey just crushing it for Zifo. Probably one of the biggest reasons he's six and three. But uh, there's one guy he's got to overtake. Number one. That's number one. Zach Marone, seven and two, on top of the league, distinguishing himself from the rest of his compadres. Most points for, most wins, killing it. So uh, who wants to take down big bad Zach Marone? Can anyone? Can you? I don't know. For now, he's number one. He's taking the commission up on his challenge. He's feeling his oats, fellas. Ladies and germs, he's feeling his oats. So good on you, Zach Marom. Those are your power rankings. We're going to move right into our favorite segment where we hear from you, the audience. And we're going to start with ML from Sunday. My team fucking stinks, dude. I don't know. When the start people, when the bench people. Last week was a fluke. I don't know what to do, man. I know you guys are going to get really, like, a lot of satisfaction at paintballing me. I know people like me, and they don't really hate me, but I know that I talk a lot of shit, and you guys will really like paintballing me, and, you know, 
I'm just here to entertain. Just here to entertain you guys, man. But I know it's not over yet, Dave, but fuck, dude. GG. It's not that we enjoy paintballing anyone in particular. It's that we enjoy shooting a gun at a person, and that is fun. And you're really glad that that person's not you. That's the beauty of shooting the paintball gun. That's the joy of it. Not the person, but the fact that it's pretty much that it's not you. That's the beauty. Don't worry, though, ML. You got enough distance right now between you and Stein to feel a little bit comfortable. You just can't have him winning a game and you losing, and then, oh, shit, you're in last place. Let's go to Dave. Can we just talk about how I lead the league in points against every single year? Brent, can you look that up for me in your history? I'm just curious. I feel like every single year I just get pounded. I'm, that might be true of previous years, but I can tell you right now it's not true of this year. There's uh, Stein, me, and Mark, I believe, all have more points against than you do. Just just throwing that out there. Um, but, yeah, you have uh, you have teams that, that show up, but you got to overcome those weeks. you got you got to step on the gas. Lamar Jackson, that ace. Let's go to Marone. Russell Wilson. That is all. Dude, telling you right now, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in football. Pound for pound, the best quarterback in football. That guy is just like the most clutch motherfucker I've ever watched. And even when the game is out of reach, he never stops trying. He's like the ultimate like leader. I fucking love Russell Wilson. And that interception in the Super Bowl is not his fault. That's a stupid fucking play call. They should have just run the goddamn ball to the fucking Marshawn Lynch and Lynch that ace. Would have been the fucking back-to-back Super Bowls or whatever that would have been. I can't remember, dude. I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> what, what Super Bowl was that? Anyway, uh, let's go to Mark. All right, Brent. What's going on? Thanks for having me. You know, just calling in for a sounder. Pre-use. Last week you caught me. Uh, I was out to dinner with the wife for her birthday. He asked me for a song. He asked me for a sounder. He asked me for all this stuff because I won the MVP. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking out to dinner. Anyway. You beat me. Fucking beat me. So, good for you. I get no $5 cash money. Ching! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's tough. I'm just trying to make the playoffs. Tough league. Tough league we're in. Trying to get a win. Trying to buy a win. And, uh, you know, performance management season, you know. You got you get ready for your year-end, you know, appraisals. You know, year-end reviews, performance management, whatever you guys call it in your in your workplaces. Um, you know, I gotta write six year-ends. Gotta deliver them by the end of next week. You know, hey Sally, you did great, but next year can you do a little bit better? Thanks. I did beat that ace this week by a small margin. I was sweating it there for a second. I should have won by a bigger margin, but my players are hurt. And underperforming in combination that is not good. Not good. But yeah, Mark, you know, you, you do those year-end reviews. You tell fucking little Sally that she needs to fucking figure her shit out or she's getting the shit can. Be a toughie, Mark. Uh, let's go, Dave. You know, I don't mean to brag at both, but you know I got to give myself a pat on the back every now and then because it doesn't happen to me too often, right? Yeah, man. Did good this week. Rising up. Rising star of the week. 
Dave, our fucking uh, founding Fighter Fantasy Football League Player of the Week. <laughs> if we had one. Sponsored by Nimbisco Cookies. Zach Morrow. I'm recording this on a bus into the city, so bear with the noises in the background. But uh, just wanted to say I'm not taking any solicitations of money for throwing any matches. Even if you are in contention of getting paintballed. Getting paintballed is just a minor physical pain that lasts for a short time. The emotional pain from coming in last place will stick with you for a lifetime. On the topic of collusion, which is what you're speaking of, if people were trying to incentivize you monetarily to throw a game in their favor to not get paintballed, that would be collusion. The punishment for collusion is paintballing of your own. And you will be fined. We just made that rule right now. And there will be a... But before you can get that punishment, there has to be an inquiry. We have to dig into it and get some witnesses to attest to the fact that you did indeed betray the league by colluding to change its results unnaturally. It's a sport. you got to play each other fairly. If anyone were to do that, well, the inquiry would be filed. We would investigate. There would be a formal hearing, and then we would vote. And we would vote on whether or not this treason was committed. And if we choose uh, to accept that uh, unfortunate truth, you're going to get paintballed. How's that sound? Is that a thing we should do? Let me know. I don't know. I'm pretty high. I got I to gotta stop talking. Uh, let's go to uh, Dave. Yeah, I heard the Nodders are pretty good this year. I'm worried about that squad up there in Chennai. Chennai, Adonai, Aloheinu, Maron. I also want to say uh, good matchup last week. Uh, me against Joe. So guys at the top of their division. Uh, but I was really watching Mike and Dave. Like, hell of a showdown. I was watching that game closely. Um but good on both of you. I guess uh, the other thing is I have a lot of money left. Only made one move for the season. People have been talking about it. Should I be making more moves? If I don't have any injuries and I had a good draft, that's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to mess with anything that's like bad juju. But I am going to need to, uh, you know, have some considerations for my bye weeks coming up for some of my guys. So, Maybe you'll see some more moves happening there. I don't know, man. I think when you draft a team well and you don't get hurt, that's the ideal scenario. That's what you got going on right now. I've had to go to the waiver wire and I just look at the garbage on there and it's like, it's like, oh, it's so sad. It's like going to like a candy store and all they got is like Bobo candy. It's not like real candy and you're like, ah, it's still candy. It might be okay, but... It's Bobo. It's not like name brand candy. It's like fucking Joe Smith's Candy Apples Sours or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, don't don't worry about it. Don't waiver wire anything if you don't need it. Unless you got to fill a buy, fucking you'll figure it out. But uh, great job on you, dude. Sitting on top of the league. Proud of you, man. It's good stuff. Let's go to Stein and his segment on uh, what's pissing him off. What the fuck is happening to my computer? What the fuck is fucking trick me, you fuckers! Ah! 
Welcome to another week of What is Pissing Stein Off? How's it going, guys? Uh, I took your advice and I did like three little things that pissed me off. So we'll get right into it. First thing that pisses me off are one-uppers. I fucking can't stand these type of people. I was in a meeting the other day with uh, potential new clients and like, you know, you have to like kind of like, you know, be on your best behavior and whatever and kind of not brown nose them, but kind of, you know, be like, yeah, you're fucking funny, whatever. So this one client, we were talking about something and uh, I don't even remember what the story was, but I was like, tell him about something that happened to me. And he was like, do you even let me finish the fucking story? And he's like going on, oh yeah, but check this out. And like, kept going and this is like the third time he's done it and I, I don't understand him like fuck off dude okay it's not a competition it's not a pissing competition all the time you win I don't care anymore fuck you next thing that really pisses me off is driving bad fucking drivers um last weekend I was uh had to go to my brother-in-law's for his 40th birthday party uh up in Bradford County PA which is in the middle of bumfuck nowhere it's three and a half hour drive, um, one way. So, you know, I had a lot of time to reflect on how fucking shitty everyone else is on the road. Now, PA is relatively good compared to New Jersey, what I think. Um, I don't know, everyone thinks that PA drivers suck ass too. But for the most part, they're pretty good. But there's continually, like, everyone does this. It doesn't matter where the fuck you are, everyone does this. Okay? Blinkers. Use your fucking blinker. How the fuck am I supposed to know where you're going, okay? I can't read your goddamn mind. Fucking use a blinker. That's what they're there for. I think everyone could relate to this, okay? Other thing is, if you're in the left lane and you're going, I can't stand people who will cut you off and then, like, don't match your speed or go faster. So they essentially, like, cut you off and then, like, slow you down by not fucking moving back over or not matching the speed. Like, I understand, okay, you might want to pass someone in your lane. So coming off, accelerate, and then go back over to your lane or keep accelerating to match my speed. Okay, don't cut me off and then make me be like, oh, fuck, now I got to go put my apply my brakes, get rid of my cruise control. Like, fuck you, you piece of shit. How do you not see me coming up in your rear view mirror? Like, fuck off. And that goes on the same... If you're in the left lane and you see someone cruising on the left lane behind you coming up, move over. I don't care if they're speeding or not. It happens all the time. If I'm, let's say the speed limit is 70 miles per hour and I'm going 75 and there's a guy who's clearly going faster than 75 coming up behind me, I'll move over for him. I don't care if he's speeding. Let him fucking speed. I'm getting out of his way because that's what courteous drivers do and that's what people with a fucking half brain cell does. Okay, the other thing is tailgating. Now, I can't stand it when, on the other hand, someone goes up against that person's bumper and just rides them. Like, get the fuck over it, man. Okay, if they don't have room, they might not have room to move over, okay? Or especially someone in front of that person that you're tailgating is slow. How the fuck are they gonna do anything? Like, Jesus Christ. And then third, or I would guess I'm up to like four or five, is parking. I don't understand how people park i park in a garage sometimes i have to go in the city and people will like seriously park right next to you so you can't open open your door like what the fuck dude give me fucking room or they take off like more than one space and it's like jesus christ dude if you had a little bit more 
you know, like common sense or, you know, you weren't such an asshole, another person would be able to park in the spot next to you. Like, what the fuck? And the last thing that really pisses me off lately is disgusting fucking people. People who are always, like, picking their fucking nose, burping, chewing, like, really fucking loudly or, like, spitting on the ground all the time. Listen, we've all done these things and that's fine. Just don't do them in public or in front of me if I don't know you that well. Dude, if all you guys are fucking burping or chewing really fucking loudly with your mouth open or spit on the floor, I don't give a shit because I know you guys and you guys are fine. But if you're some random fucking douche on the street, I do not want to see that. You fucking discur- a disgusting fucking pig. Oh, it's, dis- oh, it's awful. Makes me want to throw up. Anyway, uh, going back to my shit story last week, someone left a fucking log in there this morning. Oh, my God. Like, that stall it needs to be quarantined and taped off, dude. So then I have to go to, like, the next stall over, and the smell is just, like, permeating. It's fucking disgusting. Now that stall, whoever came in here and dropped that load at, like, 8 in the morning, that, that fucking stall is forever not allowed to be used. Yet yeah, today. The whole day. Until someone, that poor motherfucker tonight has to clean it up. I don't, I don't get it, man. What the fuck is wrong with people? It's like, I say it, and it keeps happening over and over again. I'm going to put a fucking sign on there. All right. Peace, guys. And he can't wait. So thank you and thank Nero for your service. I appreciate it. Absolutely. If, if I could, could I throw a PSA out real quick? Real quick. Uh, just the, the remarkable nature of these dogs and, and them being highlighted in the news creates a, a huge demand by people that, that frankly shouldn't have them. If, uh, if you see the, the coverage and you decide, I want one of these dogs, either buy a finished, trained uh, you know, fully trained and, and finished dog from a professional, uh, or just just don't get one at all. That um, and Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> okay, thank you for that commentary. All right, Mike, maybe Oops. more on that later. Oh shit! Epstein didn't kill himself. Started as the funniest shit I've ever heard, and has quickly become like the most overplayed shit ever. It's amazing how just pop culture works like that. But I am. So deeply fascinated by this Epstein case. Like, you don't even know. I am all in on finding out what the fuck happened there, dude. Who are these billionaires that are fucking children on some little private island? I gotta know who these motherfuckers are. I think we all deserve to know. Uh, Steino, thanks for checking in with your uh, segment there. Yeah, those things piss me off too, man. The one-uppers. Those are a piece of shit group of people that just want to feel more significant than you. So they just feed you bullshit until uh, you want to kill them and kill yourself. Your comment about PA drivers being better than Jersey drivers is absolutely false. That's terrible, terrible, terrible uh, like logic there from you, my friend. Um, PA drivers, as I've said before on this podcast, are the worst drivers in the entire world. In the entire world. I've been to Asia. Those motherfuckers drive better than people from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania drivers, I think they probably didn't have any kind of like a proper training or schooling when it came to learning to drive. They're slow, dangerous, shift lanes nonsensically. When you are in a left lane like you were talking about and uh, there's just somebody that's going so fucking slow for the left lane, just and doesn't get the hint that you're riding up their ass to get the fuck out of the way, nine out of ten times, it's a PA driver. Just going way too slow in the left lane for no fucking reason. Get out of the way, dude. Like, you're fucking going way too slow. So that's my rebuttal 
to that comment. I do take some exceptions to that. I think we're better drivers than people for PA. Disgusting people in public. I haven't engaged with too many people who like burp, fart, and chew loudly and spit on the floor. Like, where the fuck are you going? Like, are you talking about like people you encounter on the street or people you like work with? Where is this happening? As always, though, I appreciate the segment. A lot of effort and production value in there. We're going to close it down with Jake. Jake, what do you got going on? It's uh, King of Jetro, dude. Calling in. Weekly sounder. I don't know what the fuck is happening to my team. Just hitting a little skid here. Hitting rock bottom. My team is uh, cratering like Gem Wolf's ass cheeks. Just pockets all over the place. Just falling down the standings. Four and five. Not good. Not good. Still don't think I'm in a paintball area because, you know, the Chennai head nodders are just taking it up the hoop. Um, but, you know, just another week in the life, walking around Philly, bums laying on the streets and shit. Um, anywho, good talking to you. I enjoy the podcast, and I'll see you later. Thanks for checking in, Jake. Yeah, man. Skid, skid row over here. Me and you, just a bunch of skids out of contention for the playoffs and just skidding along. Pretty sad. Anyway, that was your soundboard for the week. I appreciate everybody checking in. As always, it's always fantastic to hear from you. That's all I got this week. Um, And your uh, MVP has chosen a song to go out with that I think is pretty fucking cool. Gonna have some fun with it. Uh, I'm pretty high. Like, I go eat dinner before uh, my wife divorces me. So, see you next time. Talking to you with your commish. Drums, please. Giving it's earned, God dog it. I'm the cream of the crop. I 
rise to the top I never eat a pig cause a pig is a cop I better yet a Terminator Like Arnold Schwarzenegger Trying to play me out like this if my name was Sega But I ain't going out like no punk bitch Get used to one style yo, when I might switch it up Up and around, then buck buck get down Put out your head and then you wake up in the dawn of the dead I'm coming to get ya, I'm coming to get ya Spitting out lyrics, homie I wet ya I came to get down, I came to get down So get out your seat and jump around Jump around Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked.